Happy, happy Wednesday. Welcome back. Thank you for bearing with me. I had to reschedule. You know, you know, you have when you wake up. So this is what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Let me share with you. Say hi. Say hello. By the way, just press one. Let me know you're here. Press two. Let me know you shared it. Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. So I'm, I'm going to get into my story as to why we didn't start uh, at 11, which is our normal streaming time, our live streaming time, I just, was, I was not ready. I was not ready. I went to sleep late. I, of course, had to wake up, took late into school, and then went back to bed, and I just wasn't ready to get up. And then I came into the office ready to go live, and I just didn't have my tools. And my tools being in particular, Lisa, let me share this. Last week, I shared I was doing finals, right? So I had my final exam. And one of the things um, that I was preparing for was finals. And so I had to take out the mouse, you know, that USB, the mini USB, take it out the desktop, plug it into the laptop so I can use the mouse for the laptop, make, it, make my life a lot easier is essentially what I was doing. Took the laptop home didn't bring it back. And now I had no access to my keyboard or mouse. There was no way that I could go live, even if I wanted to. So I had to go back home, grab the mouse, uh, the little USB thing, bring it back, get plugged in. But I'm here. Nevertheless, I'm here. I've missed you. I'm so excited. So now that I have finals behind me, by the way, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you for your love, support, your prayers of lifting me your girl was feeling really strong and confident. And so uh, stay tuned as you know, I learn and find out in the next couple of weeks uh, what my grades, really for me, my aim is passing, right? Passing, getting on to the next grade. That's where I am with this. Passing and moving on to the next. Okay, so I've got a great topic for us today. And I feel like this is really, really important, really, really important to discuss. We will be touching uh, discussions on co-signing for a house. Are you ready? So have you received that phone call, text message like, hey, I'm in this process of, you know, buying a house. Would you be willing to co-sign for me? Right. Would you be willing? I know I've made that phone call, you know, (laughs) thank goodness for parents. Right. Like, hey, I'm looking at something. And I might need you to come in on this with me, just in case, just in case. So, and it, and and co-signing overall can be credit card, car, you know, car purchases, uh, and home purchases, real estate, of course, real property. Because this is Ready Set Real Estate, we will focus on homes, right? Properties, home loans, and I'll speak from the perspective of that first-time co-signer. Ooh, I like that term. Might have to write a little ebook about that. First time co-signer, note to self. Let me write that down. In the meantime, I'm going to make a note 
Uh, let's talk about uh, writing down your goals for 2023. Make make sure you're writing it down. I mean, for all I know, it's co-signing might be one of them. So write down your goals for 2023. We're in first quarter. And I don't know, has anyone felt like it's kind of been like a slow to start? Like, well, for me, I'm introspective and respective because I really, you know, once I get going, I really start pumping, right? I still, I put in the work. And that's what you'll start to see. So now that I've gotten the, over the hump of finals, we are now ready um, to launch our community workshops, our real estate community workshops. That's happening March. Will be um, hosted in the city of Inglewood. So if you are local and you're close, come drop in. It'll be fourth Saturdays from ten to eleven thirty, ten a.m. to eleven thirty. Like snacks, refreshments, that kind of thing. If you're a business person, business owner. You'd like to connect with our uh, community folks and your neighbors, essentially. Uh, let me know, and I'd be happy to bring you on as a sponsor. So that's what we're lining up. With that, I am also bringing the agent trainings back. So agent trainings are coming back. For those of you who are new to me, I am a broker owner, professional agent trainer, award-winning author. Uh, I introduced real estate literacy to young scholars, wrote the first real estate book, program and curriculum. These are all three of the books that I've, you know, put out and really enjoy doing that. Of course, owner, creator, and founder of the most coolest swag in the in the business, Ready Set Real Estate. I these are my favorites, by the way. And I had a guest last week and she you mentioned size large. You got to send me a DM where to send it. And of course the Ready Set Real Estate Advisors, boom. Uh, so a lot of, lot of awesome things happening with this show. We did career day. So thank you for those who attended career day. Thank you. If you're new to us, if you're streaming or connecting with us from next door, welcome, say hi, say hello. Uh, the, the students were like, so they saw my ready set real estate, uh, 15 ounce mug. Right. And the student young scholar was like, he's like, how do I get, you know, how do I get one of those? Where'd you get that from? I said, if you watch the show, I give swag out all the time. If you watch the show, you engage, you engage with me, answer a couple questions, you know, share a couple interesting points. Uh, it, I just give away swag. So we've had, we've given away the 15 ounce ready set real estate mugs, which I really like. Mine's kind of worn. I've been using this for a couple of years now. Gosh, do you realize the show's been going on for five years? So to, we've been going on since 2017. So we are now headed into our sixth year of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Wow. Imagine that. And that that's evident. We're on episode 197, broadcasted every week on Wednesdays. I, I don't recall if we've... Have we always been on Wednesdays? Yes, we've always been on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Sometimes I've played around with the time you know, see what's best. But I work with what works with me. And of course, you can catch me on the replay. Hashtag replay, by the way. Make sure you hashtag replay. Okay, let's do this real quick. So I want to do disclaimers because I will be touching on topics of talking about, you know, taxes, interest, it mortgage interest deductions, uh, vesting, meaning joint ownership and tenants in common, how you know, trustees. And so I'm going to use some terms and we're going to discuss concepts in real estate that likely would have tax consequences and some legal implications. With that being said, 
<laughs> the information provided on this show should not be considered legal or tax advice. Please seek legal and tax advice from those reputable licensed professional. Uh, to that disclaimer, I will also share, I am a licensed California broker. I'm active, been in the business for 16 years. Absolutely love what I do. That's what I was saying with the youth when we did career day. I was like, welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. And they just kind of, they were just laughing. We had a great time. They were like, oh my gosh, it's the first time we've heard somebody say that at career day. <laughs> like, I'm like content creation, right? I mean, if you're a business owner, get with the program, right? Get with the program. Okay. Today's sponsor, of course, I want to shout out our, our sponsor and then we're going to bring back uh, we'll we'll get into classroom style. You know I have slides. I love sharing slides. So when we come back, make sure you have your notes, your pens, your pads together. If you have some, if you have it, listen. If you have children, college age, dating age, uh, whatever age, right? You or you have children. You should be watching this together. In fact, you should be creating a Facebook watch page as we speak, because the topics I'm going to get into are based on real life questions based. In fact, all my, all my content is based on real life. Let's just start there. Uh, I don't disclose any information specifically about, you know, my clients and those who it's involved, but everything I share with you is lessons learned. It's like this book that I'm creating. Uh, in fact, that I am writing about the lives and experiences that I see I've had to dive in and consult on, coach through, guide, support, and just love on people because re real estate is not just the purchase of property. It is something that transcends all isms. And what, what isms am I talking about? Colorism, racism, sexism. You get it? It's one of those things that affects every aspect of our lives because real property, i.e. real estate, right? Real property is not just housing. It's the beauty salon. It's the barbershop. It's the grocery store. It's the gas station. It's the apartment building. It's the movie theater. It's the library. It's the gallery. It's our favorite skate park. It's that private beach. It's that private island. You get what I'm going? It's where we grow our food, farmland. So what I just covered was residential real estate, agricultural real estate, commercial real estate, manufacturing real estate. It is the ecosystem that makes the world go round. Without the real estate, there is no Home Depot. There is no jobs from Home Depot, right? There is no lumber. There is no trucking company and there is no shipments and imports and exports. Why are we all, why are we doing this? Why is that in an existence? Because it's to build the infrastructure of a community, of a city, of a state, of a country. Okay. Now I might be too deep for some people, but if you're still with me, Let's continue on this ride. All right. Let's uh, bring on today's show episode sponsor, Honest Property Solutions. We'll be right back after the sponsor break. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. 
As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. All right. Woo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. So a little little logistics I do have to ask because my son oftentimes remind me. He says, Mom, you don't ever ask people to subscribe to your show and turn on the notification bell. So please, if you're streaming and catching us on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, uh, where Twitter, please turn on those notifications, subscribe. That way you're alerted when we go live. I am not a you know content creator where I'm constantly inundating with content back. You know, I don't I don't do that because I do have a life. I'm not saying content creator, other content creators don't. My dedication, my dedication with my content is education. Edutainment is what I like to say and share edutainment. And I have a real life offline where I run a business as a real estate broker and I'm managing the day to day of real estate activities and transactions. And so to be able to pump out that much content while I while I used to do two to three shows a week. uh, No, when the pandemic hit, I did four shows a week. Yeah, that was awesome. I did 16 shows in four weeks. That was incredible. It was an entrepreneur series. So tons of information going on. You can check out my LinkedIn uh, link link tree. Excuse me. You can check out my link tree uh, forward slash L.A. Super Agent if you'd like to connect and learn more. Okay, price of admission for this real estate game is what? It's free 99. All I ask is that you press one, let me know you're here. Drop one down in the comments below. Press two, lets me know you shared it. All right, let's rock and roll. Co-signing for a house, are you ready? I did say, if you know somebody that needs to hear this, then uh, make sure you hit that share button so that way they can get a dose of reality because you can't play house. That's where I'm going with this. Don't play house. Don't play house with your name and your credit and your finances. Do not play house with your name, your credit and your finances. Uh, Let me put that in the comments below. I'm going to leave this meme here for a second because I've seen it go around and it's partly what inspired me to talk about this. I've spoken about this before and we are in the season of the lover season, right? Uh, whether you celebrate Valentine's Day or you celebrate uh, a coma day, which is black love. However you're celebrating this season, this lover season, I would like to bring into perspective, especially I was hearing on the news as I was getting my nails done yesterday. I'd like to hearing on the news that you could there was a chapel in Long Beach that was offering to marry people for fourteen dollars, fourteen dollars. And what they were sharing uh, in discussion on this particular news channel, they were saying how marriages have been down in the last 11 years from 2001 to 2021 was that last 10 years marriages have been down. What is going on? 
people are deciding to marry later in life. Me in particular, I'm recently married. I got married during the pandemic. Uh, so yes, later in life. So this is why this is that much more important because if people are making decisions to be married later in life, that likely means we're, you know, having a little bit more of, you know, that dose of reality in what careers we're choosing, right? How much we're earning, what's our earning potential? Are we working for passion or are we working, you know, for an income? Are we working for money? And so that's what I've noticed generationally with this particular generation, what, what we've heard with the great resignation, which now they're saying they regrettably resigned their jobs and they wish they would have stayed. Career time has been over a period of two years for this current generation. And I'm referring to the millennial generation. Two years, right? Two years and on to the next, two years on to the next. And so as we noticed, and that's partly what created the pandemic boom in housing, is this particular generation was able to take advantage of the work from home option that forced many people to work from home while they were earning a decent living that when you put those two incomes together, uh, provided affordability in housing. California here, you need to earn six figures to afford property in the major cities or like what we like to say, LA Basin area. Out of area, not so much. We saw people leave California and take California money out of state and be able to afford themselves larger properties, right? Larger, larger per square feet, uh, acres and acreage and farmland and just kind of live out this dream of ownership. And with that comes a responsibility that I want to revisit and talk about because once you sign on that dotted line, it's not so easy to undo it. So today we're going to unpack that. All right, let me read this meme out for those of you who are streaming on the radio podcast. And Spotify does allow you to tune in on video, but for those of you who are driving and riding and listening, I love you. I love you, love you, love you. Thank you for, you know, creating Mobile University to learn something new and and I'm here for it. I'm here to pour into you. So this meme, you may have seen it, you may have shared it, and I would love to hear your feedback. So this means been going around and it says, if you're in a relationship, one of you better have good credit. If you're in a relationship, one of you better have good credit. That's why it's called a significant other. And the breakdown of the word significant is sign if I can't. I thought this was classic. It's really funny, especially because if you're in a finance or real estate or car industries or credit credit industries, you get this, right? You get this joke for co-signers and co-signing uh, because co-signing is a very popular way for people to finance purchases when they don't qualify on their own merits. All right. They don't qualify on their own merits. And what does that usually entail? Well, you get a co you get a phone call as a co-signer and what does that mean? That someone 
is reaching out to you because they don't have sufficient income, right? Not enough income, not the best credit score to qualify for the purchase they are seeking to make. Now, I was speaking in generalities. Now let's hone in and talk about specifically to home loans, right? To co-signers, because as I said, you can have a co-signer credit card, co-signer home loan, co-signer in a car loan. There's various ways a co-signer comes into play. This is a real estate show, so we're going to talk about home loans, a co-signer. A co-signer, according to Equifax definition of a co-signer, a co-signer is a person who is legally responsible to pay a debt if the primary borrower does not repay the loan as agreed. Okay, let that marinate. Let's let's we can unpack that alone. You are legally responsible to pay a debt if the primary borrower does not repay the loan as agreed. So you're being brought in. Your name, your credit, and or income is being added to this loan application to boost the loan amount so that you can qualify or together you can qualify for the purchase. Now I'm speaking in I'm speaking in light of lover season, right? Significant others and partnerships. And I want to keep this in context with that because co-signing as, you know, lovers, partners, friends and not married, right? Not married because I can do a whole nother segment and episode with married couples going in and purchasing. But you can still get some some value here. Okay, stay with me. And then so that new debt is going to be reflected on your, you, the co-signer, on your credit report that is reported by all three credit bureaus. If you need to see what's on your credit, it's a good time here for me to drop in. Check out annualcreditreport.com. It is the only legitimate, it is the only, what did I say for people in the back? The only legitimate credit report website mandated by the federal government that allows you to access all three of your credit report for free. I'll say that again. In a nutshell, by law, you are allowed to access your credit report on this site down below, annualcreditreport.com. You are allowed to access your credit report for free from all three credit bureaus. And what credit bureaus are we referring to? Who knows the answer? Hmm? Name one. Name one for a 15-ounce mug. Name one. So once you co-sign, essentially what you are saying is I am committing 
to the terms of this loan. So I ask, or you ask me, well, Lisa, when should you co-sign, right? When should you co-sign, I ask you. You should be asking me, or you should be consulting with a professional. When should you co-sign? I've got some, some thoughts on when you should. Really easy. As a co-signer, you should choose to do so when you are financially responsible to meet the payment terms. You might have just started your job. You might have great credit. And the person asking you to co-sign knows this of you or else they wouldn't be asking you. And you may think, gosh, I really would like to help you. Oh, man, what's even cool is to even be a homeowner or a property owner of multifamily units, right? So residential home loans can be used for one to four residential units, one to four units. So you can be, you know, landlord in the making. And gosh, what an opportunity. This would be so cool. Agreed? Yes, agreed. I I'm with you. But let's take some let's take pause. Where are you in your career? Right? As we as I just shared with you some facts is in this particular generation, they are staying on the job for 2 years and they're on to the next. Some find out 6 months to a year they don't really like the culture. They don't like the work environment. It's not what they thought. It's not what it you know, cut out to be and they do something else. So are you in that state, right? Are you thinking, okay, great. I've got a job. I do have student loans. I'm, you know, I've got a plan to pay back my student loans or I just purchased a car. I've got a car note now. So now I've got a car note. I've got student loans. I've got credit card debt. And I would be potentially adding a home loan to my credit profile and my financial responsibilities. Essentially, it will affect your bottom line. So that's why I say when you are financially responsible, responsibility is not just on the money side, but responsibility comes with the ability to, it comes with maturity, comes with maturity to say, yes, I am ready based on all these factors in my life or no, I, I can't support this decision because of these factors in my life, right? Because I have X, Y, Z going on. This is not going to be the best time for me to co-sign along with you. That has to be an open conversation. It has to be an open conversation and discussion because we're not going to what? We're not going to play house when we're buying a house because we can't give it back. We can't, well, well you can, <laughs> but yeah, that's not going to be any fun on your credit. Uh, you, you, This is not something you want to play with. It's not something you're going to play with. So if you notice, if you in your partnerships, your relationships, it's kind of, you know, rocky and you're trying to solve it with a home loan, 
just as I sometimes people try to save their relationships with kids and babies. Don't try to save your relationship with a home. What, what's the saying, right? Just because you have a house doesn't make it a home. So you've got to go within yourself and identify. Is this person someone you want to go half on a house with? <laughs> All right. So understand what the loan terms are and why you are being asked to co-sign. Let's start there. Because if you're being asked to co-sign, essentially that person cannot do it on their own. And you should be asking why. What's going on with their credit score? What's going on with their income? That person who's asking you should be transparent and should be ready to say, here's what my credit score is. Here's what my savings is. Here's what I'm willing to use for down payment. And in the ask of co-signing, are they asking you to help with down payment? Are they asking you to also help with closing costs? So understand why are they asking you to co-sign? What's their income situation? Because oftentimes, and my lender partners know this, we see everyone's multiple stream of incomes and multiple hustles to make ends meet. The reality is that's kind of the world we're in, but is it in order, right? Is it in order? Do you have your finances together? Because what the lender's looking for because essentially they're taking a risk on you because they're co-signing with you as well. You're bringing 3%, 3.5%, 5%, 10%. fronting 97, 95%, 90%. Who's that other? The bank. And so they go through underwriting and scrutinizing your loan application, which you provide your income information, if you're just doing stated income, your banking information, they look at your deposit history, if you're just going that route. Or then they want to look at pay stubs and tax returns for a full income verification. That's going full docs, right? Full docs. There are advantages to going full docs as you get a better interest rate when they can verify that your income is what you say it is. There's more than one way to get a home loan. So these are the questions you should be asking when that person says, I would, would you co-sign for me? Okay. What type of loan? Is this an FHA loan? Is this a conventional loan? What am I co-signing for? What's the amount? What's the plan? My favorite question is this. Does the co-signer have to live in the home? Do they have to occupy the property? The answer is no. So if you get to that point where you're considering this, but you're like, uh, You know, we're, 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 we're dating. I don't know so much about, you know, moving in together or some, 
I, and I've also seen this as well. I've seen few couples who don't move in together and even married couples who live in separate houses. It works well for them, for their lifestyles. So if you are considering to be a co-signer, you don't have to live in the property. Uh, you can be a non-occupied borrower, co-signer, and it is acceptable for certain types of loans. Ask the lender who you're working with or the mortgage professional if you can be added to the loan and not have to live in the property. So you want to clarify that with the lender. Ask the mortgage professional, loan officer, or mortgage banker. As a co-signer, do you have to occupy the property? What are the stipulations? And oftentimes you'll hear six months, six months, yes, the first six months, because in order to get the interest rate, you've got to be, you know, it has to be your primary residence. Find out if that applies to you as the co-signer. My next favorite topic and point is taking title. If you're being added to the home loan, then the lender will request that you also provide your vesting. For example, how are you taking title? And I've said this, if you've been listening to the show, then you know how this is important because the vesting is essentially you communicating to the world, because it is public record, communicating to the world what is to happen to that property when you die? That's right. This is an estate planning question that's in the purchase contract, in escrow or settlement documents that says and stipulates how you are taking title. Is this property transferable? Is it descendable? Right? How are you? How how will your descendants receive this property? Can you divide this property? That's what vesting does. Taking title acquires three things. Is it divisible? Meaning, can you can you sell your portion? Can you divide your portion? It's also answering: Can your descendants inherit your portion? And the last part is alien alienability is can your portion be transferred to another party? Can you tell I've been taking really great notes while in law school? <laughs> this this term I had real property law. So ooh, I feel like, you know, I'm like holding my temple like, oh, real property law. That's really intense. I enjoyed it though. And, and I'm going to, I've got to continue to read, you know, read my notes and stay abreast. So again, we're talking about the legality part of it. How are you taking title? Because how you take title affects what happens in your future. Okay. All right. So once added to title and the loan, you will have an ownership interest in the property. I just have to state that very clear. You will have an ownership interest in the property. And what that means is you're tied to it. You're committed to it. It's not just easy to walk away and feel like if you if you ignore it, then you don't have to worry about it. That's not how that works. 
if you ignore your responsibility and the fact that you're on title to a property, it doesn't just disappear just because you're no longer talking about it or you're not paying towards the mortgage or you think that, you know, out of sight, out of mind. No, your name's attached to it. In fact, I was consulting with a family who's now on third generation, which means their mother has passed away and their grandmother has passed away, but the property is still in the name of the grandmother, which means the property was never probated from when grandma passed away to the next descendants. So again, if you think just by not talking about it and, you know, you just keep going on with life that it just disappears, that's not how that works. What if you no longer want to be on the loan because then you decide you want to purchase a property of your own? You want to get your own place. You've co-signed for someone and you want to get your own place. Well, it's not as easy as just signing off paperwork and saying, I'm going to, you know, sign and just... <laughs> I, Lisa, sign this, uh, you know, back to you. I, I don't want to have anything to do with this loan. That's not how that works because the lender who you partnered with and you, you signed an affidavit and a trust deed mortgage or note, you signed and committed to them that you would pay them back. So the only way to resolve being removed from the loan is the borrower will have to refinance and qualify for the loan without you. So oftentimes it's a great short-term fix. It's a great short-term fix or opportunity if you have an understanding, because I know many families and friends have helped each other and said, okay, we're making it clear that in a year's time, two or three years time, this short-term, even five years, within five years, I will work on improving my credit, improving my income so that I can refinance, take you off the loan, right? Take you off the loan and relieve you of this financial responsibility or obligation to repayment of the home loan by way of refinancing. I won't get into how complicated things can get if that person wants to be bought out. That's a whole nother conversation, another class, which we will be hosting a class on buying out interests. Okay. The other aspect of that is the co-signer signs a quick claim deed to remove or release all interests in the property. So the quick claim deed is an instrument that is signed and recorded, should be recorded, that shows you as a co-signer uh, is releasing the, your interest and by way of the borrowing and the refinancing, because the refinance of the loan is the borrower is applying for a new loan to pay off the existing loan. And with that, they are doing it solely in their name. They take you off as a co-signer. You sign a quick claim. Bing, bam, boom. It's done. You're set free. You're set free. What I often hear is this. Can I just sign the quick claim deed? 
Can't I just sign a quick claim deed and be removed from the property? Can I just take my name off the house? If you just sign the quick claim deed, my friends, it will only remove you from the property title. However, you will still remain on the loan and you will still be liable for any defaults, meaning any missed payments, the borrower misses a payment. And if they miss a payment, it will show up on their credit score as a missed payment and it will show up on your credit report as well as a missed payment. And when I say credit, I meant credit score, credit report, not credit score. By way of showing up on your credit report as a missed payment, it is one of the most hurtful events to your credit score is missing a mortgage payment. That's a big hit. It's a big impact. Because here's what happens in the long story of it. If in the event you, that person, that borrower misses a mortgage payment and you all were planning to refinance the loan to have you removed as a co-signer, now that cannot happen until another 12 months of consecutive on-time payments. So if you miss a payment, it's not going to be the time to talk with the lender about refinancing. They're not going to want to touch the loan. Again, because it's a hard thing to recover from. You can explain it all you want. They'll have some exceptions. And I believe some exceptions or exceptions would be medical is in there. Other than that, kind of hard to say job loss because you're asking to qualify for a loan and then you're saying, oh, I lost my job. And they're like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? So it can be complicated if they miss a payment. So the answer here is no, you can't just sign the quick claim deed. It won't remove you off the loan. You'll still be obligated. So here's some things to think about as we get to wrap this up and you all have been fantastic and great. Oftentimes when people are deciding to co-sign together and if you are significant other, you are deciding to move in together and go half on this house per se, right? Half on this house. The question you should be asking yourself is, is the split a fair split of the housing expense? What do I mean by this? Will you be sharing the cost of the mortgage? If so, by what percentage? Will it be a 60-40 split, meaning the mortgage is $1,200 and you pay 60% of the $1,200, uh, or excuse me, you're paying 40%, they pay 60%, or are you going half, 50-50, or is it an 80-20, is it a 90-10, or are you not paying anything at all is the agreement and you're covering utilities. Have that discussion based on your incomes. If someone is earning more, if you're earning more than the other person, and again, the lender is not deciding how the mortgage is split between you two as co-signers, co-borrowers and borrower. The lender is not deciding that for you, how you split that housing expense. What they're deciding is that your income combined 
you can't afford the mortgage payment. So deciding how it's split is a personal conversation. It's a personal conversation of, hey, you, you earn more than I do, and here's by how much, and here's what I can do based on my finances and based on my personal expenses, and here's what you can do based on your personal expenses. So this is how we can split it if you decide to split the mortgage. If you're not prepared to have these conversations, you should not be co-signing. The other aspect of that is one of the benefits, right? One of the benefits to owning properties, this little thing called mortgage interest deduction. Mortgage interest deduction. And you can claim that on your part on your personal taxes every year. The mortgage sends a 1099 statement saying this is how much interest you paid for the year. You, pro you, you provide that to your tax preparer and then they write that off against your income. So it gives you a tax savings, gives you a tax benefit to be an owner of real estate. Here's why this is important because you as a co-signer, if you decide to write off the mortgage interest deduction, on your taxes, you will no longer be considered a first-time homebuyer under HUD's guidelines. What do I mean? If you were considering buying your own home at a later time, right, if you're going to co-sign, you don't have property in your name, and let's say a year, two, three years from now, you decide to purchase your own property, you refinance, the person refinances you off, you sign the quick claim, you're off the loan, but you had been deducting the mortgage interest on that property in the, in the prior three years leading up to being removed off the house. What the lender looks at is if you've claimed the mortgage interest on your tax return in the prior three years, it will make you ineligible to be a first-time home buyer, thereby taking advantage of purchasing property with as low as 3%, 3.5% down using an FHA-insured loan, a Fannie or Freddie Mac conventional loan. So here it has tax consequences. It has financial implications. So you've got to think about all this. Because it's your name and your credit are at stake. What is the bigger picture? If you co-sign and you're thinking about purchasing in the future, that's a conversation you should be having with your team, your professionals, your tax preparer, your real estate advisor, your attorney. What's the game plan? Okay, I'm going to co-sign. They'll take me off within a year, two years, because you've got to also be prepared for the reality that that person may not be eligible to refinance you off of the loan in the next year or two years or three years or whenever. You've got to be prepared because if the agreement is that I'm coming on as a co-signer short term, and if that person doesn't uphold their side of the bargain, then that means you may have to proceed with a partition action and force a sale so that you both go your separate ways. It can get complicated 
but it can be one of the best tools that you can use to get in your get your foot in the door as long as the parties that are are involved are responsible enough to use co-signers and co-borrowers as part of a strategy for an or for purchasing real estate. All right. So we've covered a lot, a lot of gems here, a lot of games. Make sure you go back and you uh, listen to it again. Take your time, take notes, because I talked about the implication of the mortgage interest deduction, how you may lose your eligibility as a first time home buyer, uh, what things you should be considering. And more importantly, protecting your name and your credit when you're thinking or considering to be a co-signer for someone on a house. Okay, with that, I say, have a fantastic and productive week. You all have been wonderful. We'll see you next week at a regularly scheduled time, Wednesdays at 11 for another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Take care, y'all. Bye.